Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Amiibros. We are back. The Amiibros podcast back at you guys one more again. I'm your host, Damon Martin. It's been a long time. Yeah, I just gave my last name, but uh-huh. uh, you know, it's all good. You already Buy know your taxes, I guess, so, apparently. Yeah, with, with my bros here, um, Jared Man 85 Jeremy, how are we feeling, fellas? It's been a while. I'm happy to be back in the saddle, uh, talking to you guys. Uh, you know, NBA's back. I- I'm lost for words right now. What's good? What's good, fellas? Man, Everybody doing all right? All I know is it's, it's been a long, long, long time coming, but I know. The Kane gonna come. Let's go, baby. It's oh NBA time. The Lakers. I wasn't let's expecting get it. The gonna come. It's a fucking hey, going It's a fucking go focus right now, man. I, I don't know if they want to see LeBron focus in the bubble right now. Uh, I don't. I don't know how focused he is. I saw him uh, yesterday uh, playing football with his teammates. Um, oh, so he's on only the court. He's not supposed to throw football. No, no, he's supposed well, to play. No, he's supposed <laughs> basketballs on the basketball court during practice. We, we, we're, <laughs> gonna, we're gonna get to that, but uh, folks, how are we feeling, man? How's the mental? It's been a while since we talked to the folks. Um, uh, what's been good, man? It's been probably what two months now. Um, it's been a while. How are we it's feeling? Definitely man? Been a while. Let's start with you, Jay. What's popping in Charlotte, man? You good? I'm, I'm good, man. You know, I, I thought when you came in, you were gonna say. Finally, the Rock has come. That's back. Hey man, y'all boys like y'all ready to pop, man. Y'all, hey man, hey man, I'm ready. I'm ready to get it. You see my, see, you see my Pelicans getting ready, man. You see how we ran through people in these uh, little scrimmages we had. Beat the, uh, beat Brooklyn by thirty. Beat the Nuggets by twenty. Beat the Bucks by twenty. We about to take it to the league like that, man. Eight and no, four, four, four. I mean, I, I, I know you're ready to get into talk some sports, but. I asked how you were doing, how your mental yeah. was, what's popping yeah. in Charlotte. And you go in well, and start talking about Pelican, man. Tell, tell me, how, how's Jeremy doing? <laughs> how are you? Um, I, I thought you were talking about, like, you know, the Marshawn Lynch with your mentals and your chickens. But, yeah, man, I'm, hey. I'm good, man. It's, you, uh, yeah, hey, hey why, why are you saying you, you got to wash them chickens? You gotta watch if them. you don't know how to wash them chickens, them chickens hey. will walk away. Oh yeah, you gotta, you gotta learn how to control them chickens. Go ahead, Jerry. My bad. And, and before they rock, walk away, you gotta just you know ring the neck, chop the head off, deflate the feather. Uh, I I mean, some of y'all ain't that country, so. Uh, but yeah, man, everything's good. Uh, thankfully, still uh, still working. Got some other things working on my own, and, and I am looking forward to a good finish to this year. Um, hopefully, you know, we'll be able to get outside the house at some point. Hey man, uh, it, it doesn't look it doesn't look too uh, too promising for that. That's a whole another topic because folks don't just don't want to wear masks. But you know that's neither here nor there. We're here to talk about sports. Uh, and it's funny, I was about to say I don't want to talk about politics, but when does wearing a mask to protect yourself become so political? It does. Wow. Well, anyway, well, listen, guys. Back to it, 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 if we want to be, I don't a... want to get Jerry Man eighty five started. But Jerry, Jerry, how's your mental, okay. man? If you if you want to talk about masks. Wearing it and when, when when you talk about how you're doing, you know, feel free. But how's your mental, yeah. man? What's popping in Lawrenceville? I'm I'm feeling great. I was just thinking. I was like, man, if we want to get some more credibility for this podcast, we should just go record it for about 45 minutes in front of, sec- of the Supreme Court and then post it on Facebook. Everybody will retweet it. Everything we say will be credible. It'll be amazing. Anyway, 
I am doing great. We are <laughs> we are about we are we're gonna talk about a lot of things, conspiracy theories and all. I mean, I literally I, I had to explain to so many people today on my on my social media. I was like, they were like, "How do you know that she's th- this lady's not real?" I said it's not. They said one guy said he said if if you can't disprove it, it's a conspiracy fact, not a conspiracy theory. And I said. The ability to disprove or not be able to disprove something does not mean evidence of it being a fact. I said, you can't disprove that I'm a billionaire. That doesn't mean that I'm a billionaire. That just means you I said, you can't <laughs> you can't disprove that Barry Bonds never took steroids. He never failed a test. But I can look at his body size and his head size doubling and say, yeah, he probably took steroids. Like the fact of the matter is, uh we're a little off topic, but th- we got yeah. a lot of conspiracy theorists out here. I didn't realize I, that. I, I hear you, Reverend Jared. But Jared, you, you know, I, I always tell you this. I, I tell you this for your own mental. Yeah. Stop just arguing don't. with idiots. Stop. Just like I, I'm barely on Facebook because it, it serves me no purpose to hear random people that have no input, no impact in my life. I don't want to hear your opinion like about anything. But anyway, how, how are you doing, Jared, other than arguing with people on Facebook? I'm doing awesome. I mean, we got basketball about to start up. Um, we got NFL training camp starting up in a couple weeks. They're, they've started quote unquote training camp, but at this point, all they're doing is just every day taking COVID tests um, for the next hey. about two weeks. But hey, look, we got that going. MLB, right? It is. Well, MLB, we'll talk. We'll get into that. I mean, we just MLB Atlanta. At, Atlanta, you just can't you can't go out and go go clubbing when you're in town. We'll talk about that. The Marlins and, and that debacle. I mean, I would I expect. Like I don't think that can be proven. By the way, we'll get into that, but don't try to put try to put your blame on my city. Well, here's the thing: we put blame on your. City. I think I think Derek Jeter should be fired, and here's why: Derek Jeter is 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 the president or old player personnel, whatever whatever his oh, role he's is. Kind of the owner. So he's the he owner. He can't fire. Fire the owner. <laughs> well, he's a part owner, though, right? Derek Jeter, first. Uh, owner. Well, here, here's why he he's should be the fired. primary owner. Here, here's why he should be fired, and I'm gonna say it. Perfectly clear. Derek Jeter, of all people, should be teaching these young guys how to do dirt and to do it quietly without anybody finding out. I mean, literally, the guy had a cell phone basket where you had to put your phone in before you go to your house, and he sent a, a, a goodbye package to your house. I mean, these are all things that have happened with Derek Jeter, and somehow he doesn't, nice pass he doesn't pass this knowledge on to his team. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, this Jared, is- they, they, they did. Derek Jeter didn't do this during the COVID period. <laughs> so, I mean, you don't know how they were reacting. Yes, apparently. So, so uh, and then and then you have to look at it from this perspective as well. Derek Jeter actually has done a great job. They've got a lot of young talent on that team. I don't know if you guys pay attention to the farm system. The Marlins are going to be competing in the next two to three years for World Series. They uh, Derek Jeter knows exactly what he's doing. I'm not even uh, speaking of that. I'm just speaking of teaching your, your people how to take care of their chickens and their mentals. You know. Hey, hey, Jared, you ain't said nothing even, even more truer than that, brother. But uh, we got a lot to get into today, fellas. Uh, we're going to talk about some NBA. Obviously, the reason why we are back is, one, we've, we missed you guys very much. I know you guys missed our voices. Uh, so that's one. Two, the NBA, uh, it's going to be airing tomorrow. This is Wednesday night. So the NBA starts today, and I'm very excited about it. Uh, my wife and I are, are, are already made plans. We might even you know take showers and get dressed for this. So uh, we're excited about that. We, we plan on... Um, Talking about that tonight with you guys, as well as some Marlin stuff, some 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 MLB stuff, some Dodgers and some Astros things. Some I love I love the the competitive spirits back. Pitches are clearing. Um, 
We're gonna talk about some. Oh, you said mentions. Okay, I, I misunderstood that at first. No, 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 not not that. <laughs> mentions. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I was like, where are we going with this? I yeah. don't know. Yeah, um, we're gonna talk about Lou Will. Yeah, we'll get into him too. Um, yes, <laughs> they cleared out for the wings. You know, just make sure this guy made his appearance. But yeah, let's um let's start in the NBA, fellas. Let's let's talk about some. Uh, who do you guys uh, see coming through in this bubble situation? First of all, let's, let's talk about the bubble. First of all, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Adam Silver and the NBA. I was very skeptical at the beginning hearing about uh, the NBA traveling to uh, pretty much the center of the United States of the corona now, other than New York, which is Florida, and at Disney of all places. And, Texas uh, is a little worse, but yeah. And yeah, but I mean, it seems like so far they're pulling it off. So uh, through these, throughout these scrimmage games, guys, let's start with you, with you Jared. Who do you feel like you see is most impressive outside of your Lakers, um, and, and how do you see the first week and a half, two weeks going, man? Let's 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 get it started off. Let's let's pod. Well, here's a couple things, right? I'll, I'll say who I think has been the most impressive team so far is Jeremy's New Orleans New Orleans Pelicans. Um, they won multiple games by double digits. I think they looked extremely focused. Uh, we won all games by double digits. I, I mean, Pelicans look good. Yeah. I, I don't know if they look better than the Mavericks, but yeah, continue. Yeah, Ma- Mavericks mm-hmm. definitely look good. I I will tell you, they they look the focused and they were doing that. They were doing that without Zion. Um, now, look at that schedule. They played the Nets, who I don't I don't put a lot of stock in. But the other game was the the Bucks and who else, Jeremy? The Nuggets. The Nuggets. So those were impressive wins. As far as player, the one I've been most intrigued by is Bol Bol, Manute Bol's son. Who would have? It was a top five high school prospect. He would have gone top five in the draft last year had it not been for, I believe he tore his ACL and then he had a, some questionable back stuff going on. So he fell all the way to the forty fourth pick of the draft. And when I say this dude is talented, seven three, he's hitting like fifty percent threes during his doggone scrimmage sessions. And literally before they put the before the first scrimmage, Mike Malone had him working out with the team, and he said. Paul Ball might be the best shooter we have on our team. So, but here's here's my thing, Jared. If you're an NBA GM and you're a talent scout, and Shaquille O'Neal is telling you that this kid played with his son, and he's a monster. How do you how do you miss this guy forty three times? What? Well, listen, listen. There, there's there's no telling. Though. He just didn't he just didn't learn how to shoot, guys. He's pulling up like KD. Yep. <laughs> and, and and here's the here's the other part. He's blocking a ton of shots. Here's the, the thing that gets me, though. I think this is something that people don't, don't look at in the NBA a lot, is when you have a chance of taking a solid player or a player who could pop, if you have a great team in place, take chances. Because the difference between – and this is – I had this – I had this on the – I said this on the podcast earlier in the year. I said, when you're looking at trading for Anthony Davis and everybody's talking about, oh, well, you had to trade Lonzo and you had to trade uh, Hart and you had to trade – I said, look – Really what you're trading is you're trading Brandon Ingram for AD and those future draft picks that you're trading away. Because the reality is Lonzo is a, an above-average player. Josh Hart's probably league average. But you can get those guys. Like Avery Bradley and, and Lonzo mm-hmm. Ball at this point. I don't think I, I you can get Lonzo. Lonzo. I think Lonzo in the next two years before. is probably going to be the new Rajon Lonzo. Lonzo is looking nice. No, Rondo's good. I'm not, taking anything away. I'm not taking anything away from him, and I'm not saying long-term. I'm saying as of now – Danny Green or Avery Bradley is going to approximate what Lonzo is going to give you at this point. Now, maybe down combined? the road. I, combined? No, individually. No. 
No, Danny Green's a better. I, I, I wouldn't argue with that much. My my issue, and I don't I don't want to take off your topic. My issue all along was if you sign LeBron, you have to make the team older and go go try to win now because LeBron doesn't have time to wait. My issue was they shouldn't sign LeBron. They should have tried to keep a young team together and tried to win going forward as opposed to we're going to try to make a run for two or three years. Jim, any, but, any yeah, kind of ahead. conversation you're going to say where it says don't sign LeBron and having to do a basketball, I'm going to pass on. But when we're looking at it and we say – uh, when we say – all right, if we'll you see gonna, when the Pelicans win titles. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but when I when I talked about that, it's because I think when people overvalue solid role players, and I'm not saying that they're not important, they are. But when you're looking at a player who has more talent, more potential, and could pop, those are the guys you should take chances on because if they do pop, you could get another star. You could get a guy who could be an elite player in the league. And do you whiff sometimes? Are there some times where like? Hey, we could have drafted Shane Battier, but we drafted Gerald Green. Like, sure. But here's the what, thing. What about the ultimate miss, though? What What about the one where he said, hey, the Pistons could have drafted Dwayne Wade and they got Darko Militic? But I, I never thought – Darko was super talented. <laughs> I, but I thought Carmelo Anthony should have been the pick. But, yeah, those, those, those guys – Yeah, I mean, I, I think you can take some risk – when and when, like I said, you can take some risk when you're down the line and you're picking between role players or not. Don't take risk at the top of the draft. Don't say, "Hey, look, there is a pretty sure Victor Oladipo who we all think is going to maybe be an All Star, but Anthony Bennett's kind of talented. Let's take a chance with him in the number one pick." You don't do that. <laughs> but if you got a chance, like down in the draft, like if you're picking twentieth in the I draft, I think Bradley Bill was in that draft too, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, Bill. No, Bill was in the draft. Bill went fourth, I think. Bill went third, but. I, I didn't think he was in that draft. I think he was in a. Uh, I think he was in the draft when Harden left with Jeremy Lamb and all of them and Kemba. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I know he was. In, he was in the one with John Wall, wasn't he? I think. Oh no, he was after John Wall. Yeah, you were after Wall. Kemba yeah. Draft. yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, I think the thing you look at is this: when you're picking twentieth, the likelihood of you getting somebody who's going to contribute a ton on your team isn't that high, and so you take risks. And that's what the Nuggets have done. They they drafted Michael Porter Jr. Besides his conspiracy theory uh talk that he had to get addressed yesterday um if you haven't heard michael porter jr came out talking about that the coronavirus was a conspiracy by the government to control population um the denver nuggets uh <laughs> basically had a conversation and said please stop saying stupid stuff um and um <laughs> but michael porter's extremely talented ball bowls extremely talented and it may not work because they both had injury concerns but both of them are over 610 both shoot threes both super athletic so if you're looking, you're telling me about the the uh, the bubble, the most impressive teams, Mavericks and Pelicans, and most impressive player who literally didn't play any NBA games before the the scrimmage season started is Bull Bull, who all of a sudden was starting and averaging double digit rebounds and uh, points and shooting like fifty percent threes. So uh, I think both of those have been uh, shocks to me. Yeah, credit to him too. He put on what right twenty twenty five pounds before he. Uh, Got into the bubble, so that just that just uh, you know says a lot about his uh, his hard work and dedication to the game. So shout out to Bo Bo, man. Uh, Jerry, Jerry, do you, is the, are you done? You want to move on to Jeremy? What you think about this, man? Yeah, I think uh, I think the Pelicans obviously have been the most impressive team in the bubble. Somebody outside um, of the Pelicans, just like I had. Yeah, to, no, had to yeah do the, I know, I know, but I, 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 I want to get it outside of no, the Lakers. I'm going to the Pelicans. I'm, I'm going to preface my comments, and the reason why I think they're better than the Mavericks is to get to another team. The Mavericks really didn't beat the Lakers. The Lakers dominated them in the first half. They took LeBron and AD out, and then they they kept uh, 
Doncic and a bunch of other guys in there to kind of beat up on the backup. So um, overall, the Lakers look strong. Um, they're going to be a tough out for us this year, um, but we're going to take them out anyway. Uh, anyway, uh, you, we'll get you to the think other. It's, it's the Lakers title to lose. Cause, I mean, I think I, sh- I shared on the group chat with you guys today um, that video of LeBron just like not missing. He looks like he's in great shape, looks focused. I, I don't um, think I've ever seen LeBron when he wasn't in great shape. So I, did, I didn't expect anything less, especially with, when it's somebody like LeBron. Because if you guys missed it, he takes he was it serious. Reese's. You know, I respect no, no, it. no, I was going to say a different out. If you saw him on the sideline the other day, he was eating Reese's on the sideline. From what Tristan Thompson says, LeBron eats terribly, and his metabolism is just amazing. And he tried to eat healthy at once, and he, like, literally had no energy. So they say LeBron eats, like, seven pieces of French toast and a whole bunch of bacon and extra syrup and candy all the time. And literally, he just works out so much that he doesn't gain any weight. So if you can eat like that, and all you have to do is, like, hey, I'm going to – not all you have to do, but all the work LeBron puts in, I'm sure he probably just sticks to it on a regular day basis. And he's got, I think he spends $300 million, or not three, $3 million a year on his uh, on his body, which is a tribute to him, why he's still dominant in his 17th season. So, yeah, I, I think they should definitely be the favorite. I think overall the Clippers just look a little dysfunctional. Kawhi really needs to get it going in these eight games because in his three scrimmages, he averaged 10 points a game, shot 26% from the field and 22% from three. Um, I know it's just scrimmages, but I mean, you know, maybe maybe Kawhi, you know, the silent assassin, really is just feeding off of the fans, and he doesn't have the fans in there now, so he's really just silent. Uh, <laughs> yes. But yeah, they 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 got to get it going. Um, ultimately, I think they will get it going in these eight games. I think the Clippers are kind of like we're not really concerned with these eight games. We'll get to the playoffs, and then we'll turn it on and start playing. So um, teams, I would I would be a little bit more concerned about. Um, when it comes to the regular, I guess when he gets to the big games, um, the Raptors are going to be a problem. The Raptors are good. Uh, the Celtics are good. I think the Bucks might a have a lot of good teams out there playing really well. I think this bubble situation, um, for, as far as like a camaraderie uh, standpoint, I think teams are going to be playing a lot harder for each other. Yeah. Um, so I, I agree with you, man. I, I think it's going to yeah. be definitely very interesting, especially if the NBA can keep this thing under wraps and keep the thotties out of the bubble and you know, the Uber Eats out of the yeah. bubble and all this other stuff, man. And it, it kind of go back to your point too, Jeremy. I, I mean, I remember in college, you know, we would play with I me. Mean, we would get up at five, do uh, morning runs, and then we would practice after class. And we would literally eat cookout, Bojangles, Mrs. Winners. and Damon more than anybody. Damon's diet – like I have no idea. We, we were just talking about this, Jeremy. We were literally I, I was I don't know where we were coming from. And I was like, I know we were coming back from uh playing golf a couple weeks ago. And I was talking about Damon literally every day I would go to class. If Damon didn't have a morning class that day, he hit me up on the way home and be like, Hey, can you stop by Bojangles and get me a Cajun filet, egg, and cheese biscuit combo with a sweet tea or something? <laughs> you know, I'm like, like how how do you like the Cajun filet is heavy. The Cajun filet egg and cheese biscuit combo with bow rounds and a sweet right, tea. The fact that you were but able then, to but then you gotta think about it. We were doing challenge matches at three out of five sets. Yeah. I remember playing this. This is the, the last time I remember that. I remember Damon and I went down to play this tournament in Orlando. And it was like, I remember because it was early April and it was still wasn't hot in Greensboro yet. And then we got down to Orlando and it was like 95. Uh, <laughs> it was like, I won my first, my first round, like one and one. And the guy was not good at all. And I went in like 30 minutes and I was exhausted. I said, this is not going to work. Oh, but, uh, you need something else. You need to check out Bojangles. 
all that before your ass get on the court because you're going to drop like 10 pounds from just sweating because every day in Orlando will rain in the morning. Every day. And, and then be 112. And then you never rain in the afternoon. And it would get super, super hot and it would feel like you were in a sauna. You could uh, leave the cigar you could leave cigars out, out there and they would never dry out. They would literally just oh they got the right humidity. But yeah, I remember going to Checkers with Damon and Damon ordered a triple bacon cheeseburger with chili cheese fries, a sweet tea, a milkshake, and asked if I wanted to split an apple pie. And I remember thinking <laughs> I think I was doing that. I was, I was like, what just happened? Jer- Jeremy, Jeremy there's, there's, there's a checkers by my house. And I, I used to love checkers. I can't even, like, I won't even go there. Like, I, I literally have passed by it. Like, that's not even on my radar of even options. Literally, like, I, I drive by it, and I just tell, like, Nicole be like, hey, you want to pick up some food? I'm like, yeah. There's a Burger King, a McDonald's, there's a Hardee's, and there's a Philly cheesesteak place. And she's like, is there checkers there? Yeah, yeah, but that's not really an option. Like it's but you, you <laughs> now. But think about how good if somebody brought you a checkers cheeseburger and those fries, fries right now, you'd be like, oh my gosh, you 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 love me. Yeah, um, and then and, and then I'd be concerned <laughs> that if I got COVID, then I would literally probably die because of the grease that I would have already on my lungs. So uh, <laughs> all right, yeah, we, we anyway, kind of got off on back, a tangent. Back, yeah, we did. Let's, let's, let's bring it back to the NBA. Um, who do you guys feel like uh, should win the MVP at this point? Um, I know it's been a conversation. I think I shared another another Instagram clip on group chat with James Harden being uh, winning the NBA in shots. Uh, field goals made, field goals attempted, three-pointers made, three-pointers attempted. I mean, it was like eight stats in a row that he was number one in the league. It's just, uh, all, the, all those stats were just I take more shots than everybody else. So. But no, it's it's not like the, I make – all the shots I take pretty much too. But but if you take 30 shots a game, I mean. <laughs> if, you, if, if I take 30 shots a game, I'm probably still going to be, you know, 200th in the NBA in points. If you take another yeah, shot. Yeah, but if, if LeBron run, took as many shots as, as, as James Harden takes a game, LeBron average really 40. field goal percentage. No, he's not. It's just right. field goal. It's attempts. It's not, okay. Maybe I'm tripping. I could have sworn I saw a percentage on that. No, no. no it's, it's attempts no and made. Attempts. attempts and made. Yeah. I mean that they, that still that that those two uh those two numbers have to have to figure pretty high percentage as well. But I'll leave it at that. Let's start with you, Jared. Who who do you feel like should be the um the, the MVP um going into the bubble? Who do you feel like is gonna come out the MVP? Well, they've they've already made people submit the MVP voting before these last games. Um so they're not factoring the games in uh in the bubble. With that being said, I feel like had the coronavirus not happened. LeBron would win the MVP and I think deservedly would have won the MVP because if you remember when the the coronavirus shut everything down, Giannis had an injury. He was likely going to be out a couple more weeks. The Bucks were taking on a lot of water. Lakers were playing really well. Even though they lost that random game to the Nets, they had just beaten um, three great uh, playoff teams. They had beaten the, I believe it was Mavs, then Bucks, then Clippers. Um, so it was, they were, they were trending in the right direction. Uh, but the way it ended where it ended, you have to look at it and say Giannis should be the MVP. Now, do I think Giannis is the most valuable player in the league? No. Do I think Giannis is the best player in the league? No. But what we have is is a criteria that we've been using for the past 30 years that the, the team that has the best record and the guy who statistically has put up elite numbers on the team with the best record wins the MVP. Um, and with that being said, Giannis is averaging 29 points per game, which is more than LeBron. He's averaging 14 rebounds per game, which is more than LeBron. He's averaging six assists a game, even though LeBron's averaging 11. 
Um, his PER is higher. All the analytical stats say that, that Giannis is higher. I, like I said, I believe that LeBron, by the time that when it, everything shut down, I think LeBron was playing better basketball than Giannis. I think LeBron would have, because of the injury, passed Giannis had the season played out. Where it, start, where it stopped, I think Giannis has to be the MVP. LeBron, close second. Um, third would probably, in my book, be Chris, uh, Chris Paul. I mean, to, to take that OKC team and, I mean, right now they're, they're in the sixth spot, I believe. Um, I mean, people really threw that team away. And I, Sam Presti is always – I mean, I, one of the things that, that – and we're not getting into executive of the year and all that kind of thing, but Sam Presti has done an amazing job of taking pieces and turning pieces into more pieces. I mean, if you look at it, when Sam Presti Absolutely. took over, when he took over as the GM, as a, one of the youngest GMs in the league of the uh, Seattle Supersonics, he drafted KD. He drafted Westbrook number three overall, where Westbrook was not considered a top five prospect. It, it was a reach considered. And even though you could you can argue and say, all right, there's people that maybe could have gone over him in that draft. Um, he, 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 you clearly could say he hit on Westbrook. Westbrook's a Hall of Famer. He drafted Harden with the third pick of that draft, even though you know you could could have drafted Steph, you could have drafted some other people in that draft. Like so, he hit on Harden clearly. I mean, and then <laughs> after that that team, he may have made the mistake to get rid of Harden, but he still was able to. To get Victor Oladipo, he was able to draft Serge Ibaka. I think his biggest mistakes were all uh, his misses on coaches. <laughs> yeah, his, his his coaches were yeah yeah were, were his only his only downfall because if you look at it, he was able to put it together a team that had uh, he traded Ray Allen to get Jeff Green. He was able and, and I don't think he should have gotten Jeff Green in that pick, but either way, he had a team with Serge Ibaka, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, um, Reggie Jackson, all on the same team. Um, he parlayed those pieces after Harden left. He was able to, to get Victor Oladipo uh, after uh, – and then KD left. He was able to trade Oladipo and Sabonis, who he also drafted, who turned into an all-star, trade that trade them to get in Paul George. He was able to turn Paul George into three future first-round picks as well as Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who's probably going to be an all-star, um, to tr- turn into Danilo Gallinari, who's averaging 20 points a game, led the Clippers in scoring last year, to be able to trade Russell Westbrook, who he was trying to get off of, to get Chris Paul, who's still an elite point guard at this point. Um, so I think he gets, he should get a ton of credit for that. But if I'm looking at MVP, it's Giannis, LeBron, Chris Paul. Uh, after that, it will probably go Luka, and then it probably go Harden. Um, that's probably my list. Um, six, divided all the way down to six, I'd probably go with my guy, uh, Pascal Siakam, who uh, who somehow has the Raptors in the number two spot in the East um, after yeah, losing Brown. Yep. Yeah. Jeremy, uh, who do you have? Very good points, Jared. Yeah. Yeah. I want to congratulate Jared on his objectivity in this uh, topic. I would say <laughs> Giannis is definitely. <laughs> I'm always objective. You know, I, I call him. <laughs> so. I, I'm let's, gonna see, say let's see if Jeremy holds himself accountable to this. <laughs> I'm going to say Giannis, and I'm going to say Giannis should be it in a landslide. Um, oh, not I think LeBron. Uh, no, I think I – think, I mean, come on, stop. Uh, I think um, LeBron is second. I would have LeBron second. I just don't think it's that close. Everybody's like, oh, man, LeBron should be MVP because he's in the 17th season. That has nothing to do with, um, with anything. And as great as LeBron has been, I always try to stick to consistency. If Anthony Davis was on the Lakers last year and they missed the playoffs and LeBron joined the Lakers and he led the team in points, rebounds, steals, and blocks, 
and they had the number one record in the West, nobody would be saying Anthony Davis is the, is, is the leading or the second leading candidate for MVP. It wouldn't happen. So I got to take that into consideration. I look at a lot of times players have been punished for having other great players on their team. Look at KD and, and Steph. Look at um, – you know, Shaq and Kobe. You, you can go back and hit it. chose that, though. Yeah, but so did AD. <laughs> but but you got to remember, though, Jeremy, that Shaq, Shaq, won an, Shaq won an MVP with Kobe. Kobe won an MVP with Powell. Like, that's not compared to KD, Steph, but Clay, can, Draymond, Iggy. Let's get this to this part. Let's get this in the conversation. Jared's Jared? been comparing Powell Gasol to Anthony Davis. I'm like, Jared. Hey, come on, bro. Now, listen. <laughs> I'm telling you, when, you, when you're comparing I'm not the two. I'm a big AD guy, but come on. I mean, listen. It, listen it, I'm, it, you're talking about 2K ratings. Powell might be an 89, 80. No, no, I'm not comparing, I'm not comparing yeah. Powell right now to AD. I'm saying Powell in his prime. And I said, when we talked about one shot, I said, you could say AD is slightly better because of his talent wise, but Pal Gasol at the time. Yeah, it's not slightly better. It's not slightly Jeremy. better. Jeremy, had you not, did you not tell me at the time that Kobe was playing with Pal, that Pal was the greatest European player of all time? Yeah, I just put it in the European players. Here's the, here's the thing, though. <laughs> we're, looking at, we're looking at Pal Gasol, and I'm not telling you that AD is, is uh, I think AD is more talented. I think AD, when you look at talent wise, Maybe one of the most talented more players. Skilled too. He's more I, skilled. I, I, as far as here's the thing, uh, I'm not sure he's, he, yeah. he's he may be slightly. Yeah. Powell, yeah. Powell, I know what you're skilled. doing here. No, no, I'm not. I'll let, let, you let me finish. Let me, let me, let me finish. Here. Let me finish the statement. But when I say that is, AD, when you're factoring in Powell and AD, AD is one of the most talented players we've seen in the league. But AD is historically injured every year and has not had the, the from from the reputation has not been. A very physical, tough pl- person, uh, player is what the kind of Nobody reputation. Nobody thinks of him being soft. No, no, that's not the reputation. Reputation is he's Powell, injured a lot. Powell was no. tough. No, I don't think Powell is tough Same. either. I think, I think when we're comparing, so I'll, I'll put this in comparison. Jeremy has said, "What if I, he he's compared AD and said, oh, look at his numbers compared to Shaq when Shaq joined the Lakers.' AD is not Shaq. Like AD is a good player, no, not at all. But not AD." And, but he's and closer so, to Shaq than he is to Pal Gasol. That's what I said. No, he's not. Uh, no. Yeah, no, he is. Like, like, I think he's Shaq, probably in between those. I think he's probably I, he's I, probably dead in between. Yeah, and I, like I said, I'm not taking anything away from AD. I think AD is is ridiculous. But I think the narrative that LeBron missed the playoffs, as if LeBron missed the playoffs with no extenuating circumstances last year, is disingenuous. LeBron would have made I, the playoffs I think, had he I not think gotten you're hurt. Clearing the path. No, you can't, Jared. But y'all y'all go to that. So let me let me let me go to that point first. First off. If they wanted the exact same clip they did before he got injured, they still would have missed the playoffs. Secondly, nah, they played 34 games before his injury. They would have. They would have been at 47.4, and then the AC was at 48. Um, but what, secondly, they would have beaten one of those teams at, at least once. Yeah, but, I mean, just looking at the, at the percentages. Secondly, they played a weaker part of the schedule in the first part of the season. They played 34 games, and they'd only played against 14 teams that finished the season with a winning record. And the remaining 40. But the game he got hurt and he munched off the board. But, I mean, but, I mean, that's one game. And the, and to keep in mind, the, the Lakers, before LeBron got there, must stop the Warriors every single season, at least once. Um, but, and to keep it in mind, for the rest of the season, they played 14 teams with a winning record in the first 34. Now, the remaining 48, they had 31 games against teams with a winning record. So they had a much tougher schedule going forward. So, 
to assume that they're going to make the playoffs If you want to say, if you want to say that they weren't going to make, they weren't going to be the three seed, which really were where he got hurt, you can make that argument. But the same way that if we're, we're going to make that argument, the same way I would tell you, Kobe when Kobe's first year without Shaq, Kobe would have made the playoffs had Kobe not gotten hurt. He got hurt. They didn't make the playoffs. I think the same thing can be said about LeBron. Either one of those, there's no way you can try to convince me that LeBron, if he was healthy, couldn't have done a Russell Westbrook when KD left and carried that team to the playoffs. So we're I'm acting like, okay. Have. I'm saying you can't. we can't definitively say he would have. That's, that's all I'm I think we can look have. at LeBron's track record over his career and say LeBron didn't just miss the playoffs because LeBron all of a sudden wasn't good last year. He got hurt. That's what it is. I mean, and, and we, we've seen that happen with other players. We've seen that happen this year with Golden State, even to a lesser extent, because they had more injuries. But with that being said, I, like I said, if you want to say AD, and, and I've heard a lot of people that tell me, oh, yeah, well, now, now I post, oh, AD's leading these categories. Like, okay, whatever. Like, Draymond led the Warriors in three categories. Now, we're going to say that Draymond, and Draymond was the first yeah, year he started, was the year they won the title. So, are we going to say Draymond is the reason why the Warriors are winning? No. Like, I think we can look at it and say, obviously, Anthony Davis is better than Draymond. But we watch these teams play. Anthony Davis is not the reason that the Lakers are winning. He's a part of the reason, but the best part of the team, main the reason, main, and the main reason is LeBron. Le- LeBron is the best player. It's, it's not a big difference between him and Anthony Davis' impact. Though. They're they're very close. Anthony oh. Davis is clearly the best defensive player on the team, and it's not close. And he is, and, and and he's very very like you guys understand they play off of each other. And and he, not taking anything away from LeBron, like I said, I think LeBron is the most important player on that team. I think he's the leader of that team. But if you look at what what he's doing, Anthony Davis is averaging 27, 9, 3, 2 steals, and 2 blocks. <laughs> I mean, here's what I think yeah. Jared's trying to, to start this narrative. And I know Jared. I've known him since since he was, you know, he's 35. I've known him all 35 years. Um, and I know, I know the narrative that he's trying to paint right now. What's he's trying to slight AD in a way to clear out the way that when LeBron, if they do win, which they should win a championship, Oh, it's gonna be oh LeBron. He didn't have any help. He didn't have a superstar. No, no, no. no, no. He got his Here's what you're you're getting from me. He got his power. You're getting the preemptive. (laughs) I I know. Let me go. Let me go through this really quickly, right? Jeremy's argument before the season, and we'll we'll just rewind it because it was on the podcast. Was the Lakers might not make the playoffs? AD is the most overrated player in the league. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving I think he's is the sixth best player in the league, though. You said that Kyrie Irving was a better player than, than Anthony Davis. And when we had these arguments over the years, I said, Jeremy. That's arguable, though. I still agree with that. It's I'm not, 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 not arguable. But here's the thing. But it's arguable. No, it's not. The reality of the situation we'll, is We'll see if AD averages 28 on 48% shooting in the finals. Even if he averages 25 and has as an elite defensive player, it's still a better series. But it, I'm not taking away. Kyrie had a phenomenal series. And Kyrie has the ability to be able to have great, great stretches of play. But the, the narrative that Jeremy set before the season was LeBron's not a top five player in the league. AD is the sixth best player in the league. So if LeBron's not top five, that means LeBron and 86. LeBron's somewhere down the line there. And now Jeremy is saying. Like like Jeremy, so then Jer- Jeremy makes the argument today that, well, how do we? I mean, AD could be the MVP. And basically, Jeremy says, I mean, the Lakers should be number one in the West because it would be like Kobe adding Kevin Garnett to uh, in his prime and them be, and being happy about being number one season in the West. As opposed to, Jeremy said before the season started, 
that the Lakers might not make the playoffs because they traded away all their talent and had no depth. And so now the narrative is yeah, they, they should they be number one as they, opposed they to a, the narrative they, of they, they might they miss the playoffs. Great job. That's that was way before they signed all the players they signed. They got they they did a great job adding pieces onto the roster. Now I, I'll I'll admit LeBron played a lot better than I thought he would this season. He actually played defense this year, and I thought they were going to be the worst defensive team in basketball just due to LeBron. Um, but yeah, he's played a lot better this year. But just looking at it, I've never seen, and I know this might be a different topic. LeBron is trying to make this narrative now where he's pretty much campaigning to win MVP. Um, and he said, you know, everybody's. Everybody said I couldn't win. I couldn't get the number one seed in the West. Nobody said that because you weren't even getting the number one seed in the East. People were saying you couldn't make eight straight finals like you were doing in the East if you were in the West. And it's been proven because you were losing in the finals. So at the end of the day, this but the whole, teams like, in the West are better ever... than the rosters in the East. Huh? That, but historically, huh? over the last 20 years, the rosters in the West have been better than the rosters in the East, draft-wise, everything. But if you look at LeBron, historically, since, since he made those eight straight finals, he's had by far the most talent on the team. So overall, the only thing you can yes. really argue is it's 2008, it's 2018. But like, if you're looking at what too. people are saying, yeah, I mean, he had Kyrie into the finals. Um, so if you're looking at from a stand a standpoint of where LeBron is. Like nobody gave James Harden credit for winning for getting them one seed. So we want to get we're supposed to get LeBron credit for getting them one seed. Like literally, no one cares. Go win a title. Harden won MVP he when he was number one seed, though. So when, when you start discussing yeah, but, MVPs, but they won sixty five games though. <laughs> Lakers were on pace to win what fifty nine this year. Yeah. So like, and, I'm not, I'm not, Chris Paul is not Anthony Davis. With no. no. That team was way deeper than the Lakers, though. All, all, all I'm saying is this: I, I've said I think Giannis should win MVP, and I'm not I'm not taking anything away from Anthony Davis because I think Anthony Davis is a top five, top six player in the league. Depending on, as I said before the season, depending on everybody's healthy, I, I would probably say that that rankings probably go: LeBron, Giannis, Ky- Kawhi. I probably put Kawhi two, Giannis three, KD four, Steph five, probably Harden than AD, like. Like somewhere in that that order. If you don't get it, go. Um, so like I I would say AD with everybody healthy somewhere around the sixth seventh best player in the league. So with with that being said though, I'm taking nothing away from AD. I'm just telling you when we watch, we're 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 not gonna change the narrative as of now. LeBron is still playing with a super team. LeBron is playing with another star, and that team has another superstar. <laughs> superstar, whatever. Put it pretty Kobe Davis. Shaq, but not, Anthony, not, Anthony, not quite. Anthony but Davis is and dysfunctional pieces around. Outside of Shaq. You can say that. Everybody like everybody's not dysfunctional right. on that team. Well, real quick, real quick. Let's look at the pieces on the Lakers outside of AD and LeBron. Is Rajon mm-hmm. Rondo dysfunctional? Yes. Title winner. Is J.R. Smith dysfunctional? Yes. Title is winner. Dion Waiters dysfunctional? Yes. Yeah. Is JaVel McGee dysfunctional? Yes. Title winner. Keep going. Jeremy, I don't care I, if your title winner is right. dysfunctional. What do, you, what do you mean by dysfunctional? I mean, J.R. Smith. Centric. That's it. I, 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 I mean, J.R. Smith forgot the score of the game at the end of the finals. Yeah, I mean, Deion can't, Wade can't hold one mistake against him and call him dysfunctional. That's not the only mistake. He he untied a guy's shoes at the free throw line while he was shooting free throws. I, like there's and the he also Smith, went off in the third quarter in order to look, back in the he game. Did, I'm not telling you he's not talented. Worse. I'm telling you dysfunction. Rajon Rondo skipped a, a game on his birthday because he didn't want to go to Utah because he wanted to party. Deion Waiters popped a molly this year on a team plane and then went dysfunctional and they had to take a detour and land the plane. That's why he got kicked off the heat. When I say dysfunctional, 
Like, there's a lot of. But so, yeah, you can, we can do that. We can do that with LeBron. LeBron yeah, threw a ball at the back of the back backboard trying to pass the ball in last year. PR team cover it up. Usually, PR team don't have some more interesting. Uh, I just want to throw one more thing in on the right, one more thing. thing. Um, I want to talk about uh, Magic City. So go ahead. Yeah. One, one thing you, one person you did leave about Jared. My third person would actually be Kawhi. Kawhi's averaging twenty-seven, seven, and five on forty-seven percent shooting, thirty-seven percent threes, eighty-nine percent free throws. Um, so to me, look, Kawhi should be third. Another person he's I missed like a third of the game though. No, he played fifty-one games. Um, I mean, he's probably missed eight or nine. Um, so to me, he would still be. Um, my my third my third pick, uh, and then another player who I don't think has been getting enough credit. Can we give Jimmy Butler some credit? Jimmy Butler literally wins regardless of where he goes. Like, look, Jimmy Butler was on Chicago; they were winning. He got traded to Minnesota, and I brought this point up a lot. He got traded to a thirty-five win team, just like LeBron when he went to the Lakers. He they were in the third seed. They got he got injured for a month with a sprained knee. He comes back; they're in the eighth seed. He got him to the playoffs, and they won forty-eight games. So I'm, yeah, but I'm not hiring Jimmy Butler if I'm a GM. I'm just no, no, I'm definitely him. He goes I, to the, not, goes to the I, Sixers. I don't, I don't like with him. He goes to the Sixers. They're very good. He goes to Miami. They're very but good. Jeremy, Jeremy, why does he keep leaving? Well, he he got traded to Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, because people don't because, like him. Because, don't because like he wanted to fight Gorfoni. want to pay him. No, Jeremy, it was because he did not like the GM. He almost fought Gar Foreman. So the, the, the GM for who? Minnesota? For the Bulls. For the Bulls, and then he went to Minnesota, uh, and he had the issues in Minnesota. Then he went to Philly, and he had issues. He got a long, Philly wanted to resign him. He wanted to sign Miami, but keep in mind his issues with Minnesota were exactly what their issues are now. He said that the players there were soft. Carl Anthony Towns got treated like a baby, and Wiggins had no heart. That those things have been proven. That's, that, he, as soon as he left, they got sorry again. That's that's exactly what happened. If, if I'm telling you this right now, if I tell you guys. That you guys are soft, and then I go grab all the third string players and come on the court and play a scrimmage against all your other starters, and we beat y'all. I don't want to hear anything else you guys have to say. I really don't. Like that, your your pride now should be gone. Like call I, I would agree, I would agree with Wiggins that, Jerry. But when we look at Miami, Miami, like we can't act like they don't have another all star that developed in Bam, Bam, Bam Adebayo, and and they got shooters everywhere. Duncan Robinson's really good. They had the rookie that came in. Um, and his name is slipping my mind. He, he's from Simeon. He played on the high school team with Jabari Parker. Um, None. Who, yeah, Kendrick Nunn, who's averaging like 18. You got the kid Tyler Harrow, who I thought um, they reached on out of Kentucky. But he's a baller. He's averaging like 17. So I, I give Jimmy Butler have, a lot of credit. Their entire team is dogs. Like they got they, and they got all like shoot. Pat Riley guys. They got, yep. they got Pat Riley type of player. Like they're going to they're gonna give the Bucks problems if they play the Bucks. Maybe, maybe. We shall see, man. Like I said, uh, tomorrow night, or, or you know, if you're listening, you're listening to this right now. Tonight's the night. I can't wait. Let's NBA's get it back. Zion's um, back. Let's, let's continue the conversation. This has kind of been the highlight of the last two days. Uh, my boy Lou Will, straight out of uh, South Gwinnett, um, was home for a little bit. Obviously, his home is here in Atlanta, um, and he was hanging out. He decided to go get some wings from a restaurant, and that restaurant just happened to be Magic City. So. Everybody's up in the world like, how dare Lou Will go to a strip club, blah, blah, blah. But what people don't really realize, and I think people understand now since, since, since the conversation has been had, is that strip club, eating at strip clubs in Atlanta is essentially our culture. Strip yeah. clubs, pretty. I mean, not even talking about Magic City. I know everybody's talking about Magic City right now, but uh, it's 
I would probably say um, at least 10 strip clubs that have some of the best food that you will taste. And for him to be, you know, just pretty much slammed on social media and all around because he went to go to Magic City and get some wings, I think it's I think it's preposterous because people look at strip clubs and they have that you know connotation of you know strippers blah blah blah. Why do you eat in a strip club? But that's that's just not the case. The I mean, connotation of strippers at a strip club, club Jeremy. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I mean, for me, you know, not since I've had a you know a bunch of kids, but my wife and I, we would go, to, you know, the Pink Pony and have great meals. Magic City for happy hour. Nobody's in there. You have a great, you know, wings and fries. Or the fries are always hot. They're seasoned well. You know, cold ketchup, great drinks. It's great. Um, but I want to get you guys input on 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 this whole debacle with uh, Lou going to the strip club, and you know, now he's you know uh, they they put a quarantine on him. Uh, I mean, it's the same thing as going out to get any kind of any kind of other food, in, in my opinion. But uh, let's start with you, Jim. Yeah. What do you think about this uh, this Magic City debacle? And shout out to Magic, man. Talk to my yeah. boy. Yeah, I mean, overall, I, I, was, I just want to start with this part because, I mean, it's pretty funny. And the thing is, somebody was defending Lou Williams on Twitter, and he was like, man, just let it go, man. Just enjoy the meme. That's what Lou Williams said. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Lou Williams is handling this in the perfect way. And I saw uh, – Lou's so laid back, man. I, I watched his uh, interview on um, Up in Smoke, man. He just, he's, got a, he's got a cool personality, man. He ain't really tripping over it. Yeah, I saw uh, – it's funny. It's got – shout out to Jonathan Grice with the A&T. I re- it was somebody who was who was, was trending because they said, what is Magic City? It was like a dude that was a verified white guy. And uh, he had me rolling because he said it was an African-American performing arts center. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think overall, man, I think it's been a little overblown. Like, over – I mean, it's, it's just mainly because other people are in the bubble. If this happened three weeks ago – when people hadn't gotten to the bubble yet, I don't think it would have been a story. The issue is people have been quarantining in the bubble. They're trying to keep sports going. There's really no other sports stories to talk about. And the visual of a, of him being in a strip club, you're obviously going to assume, if you've never been to Atlanta, that people are in the strip club literally just to get dances. And I think he was there to get some food, really. I mean, he's got specials named after him. If you haven't seen the food in Magic City, I just saw a picture of some of their, their entrees. It looks delicious. He's actually had food catered from Magic City to his own events, which tells you that he really actually likes the food. He says it's his favorite restaurant. The food so, is great. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's been overblown, um, and I think Doc Rivers did a good uh, a good thing just squashing it, saying it's not really an issue. Um, and I think he is going to come out with a vengeance outside of Saturday when he plays against the Pelicans and gets stomped out. Ah, he, he's not. Jim, what do you think about this Magic City uh, situation? Oh, that's right. He's, he's out. out. He's out. He's got to take that corner. Smart decision. That's right. Now Kawhi and eight and uh, Paul George are gonna get stomped out now. So cool. Jeremy, Jeremy speaking of uh, the guy who uh, I saw that on Twitter as well, it's pretty funny. African American Performance Arts Art Center. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, that, there's some truth to that. You know, if you guys never heard of the Snack Pack, um, you guys should definitely Google that. Uh, the ladies <laughs> are very talented. Very. I mean, they're. I mean, yeah. I, I'll just I'll just put that out there. Snack Pack. Um, yeah, and just see that it, it really is a. a, 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 a uh, 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 an Atlanta state, you know, circle the whole thing. Yeah, anyway, um, I think this, I think when we're, we're looking at it, I think it was a terrible decision. Um, not, not necessarily because of where he went, but the objects of it, especially considering the bubble. I mean, if we're looking at this realistically, if you, if you're Lou Williams, you could have gotten the food delivered at the time. Uber Eats was still doing it. DoorDash is still delivering food from Magic City. 
Uh, and I, I mean, I, I think he had the worst weekend out of anybody outside of Tory Lanez. I mean, I think realistically, um, if you have a league where they're literally giving a guy 10 day quarantine for going to pick up Uber Eats outside of the bubble and you get clearance to go back for a funeral, understood because, you know, I guess one of his best friend's dad's passed away. Um, so RIP for there. But you get the clearance to go back. Clearly, everybody in the bubble wants to go out. Everybody, and this is one of the things that everybody act like Adam Silver wasn't going to address it. But Adam Silver, he's smart. He knows what's going on. These are young 22 to 27 to 28, whatever year old men with millions of dollars and who are in great shape and probably go to strip clubs nonstop. I mean, I, I, James Harden got his jersey retired at a strip club in Houston. Um, and you look <laughs> at it and say, um, you know, you're going to go months without any sex, sexual contact, et cetera, probably not seeing any attractive women in the bubble outside of Taylor Rooks. Especially like with Lou real- Williams, who's used to having two girlfriends all, at all times. I mean, yeah. he, he's like doubly missing it. So, so <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not telling it's you. Not at all times. Not at all times. I'm not telling you that it's. Yeah, it's 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 not uh it's not like the like I said I think he did something terrible. I just think optics wise I think it was terrible. I think you know you're you have to you have to have some awareness of all right if you're gonna go there you need to at least have some plausible deniability. You can't go there and then say oh this is an old picture taken, but be wearing the NBA bubble given mandated mask that they gave you during the bubble. Like they just you just can't, and then you can't have. A rapper tweeting your thing out publicly, like I think, had the NBA found out about it, but it wasn't public. I think he got because they had to test the whole time. They had to test every day uh, while he was out. He didn't test positive. So personally, I don't think it's a big deal in that sense. I think it's the optics of them being like, "Wow, what? Look at the safety, the risk that you're putting everybody else in, and you could jeopardize the entire NBA season because you want to go to a strip club." And that's literally why he got the ten games. So. Um, well, the ten the ten days. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think they'll they'll get over it. But I have not seen the focus from the Clippers that I've seen from the Lakers. And it's not just that. It's you know Montrez Harrell has been is out. There's a few guys that that left since since the bubble. And um, you know Kawhi, as Jeremy mentioned earlier, wasn't playing particularly well. And the last thing they want to do, and I, I know right, Eric Gordon rolled his ankle yesterday, so that he's he's probably out two weeks. But the last thing you want to do if you're the the Clippers. Is to slip to that three spot, end up playing James Harden in the Rockets first round with, with Westbrook playing the way he's playing. Man, that'll stop them out. That'll stop them out. No, they would. Jeremy. They played the Rockets three times. They played the Rockets three times. Harden's had 40 points twice, and Westbrook's had 40 points once, and they went one and two. That is not the first mm-hmm. round. I'm not telling you they lose. That is not the first round matchup you want. You'd rather Five have Luka Doncic in his first playoff matchup than to have two Five former league match. MVPs. No, no. I'm. It's going no minimum lane. six games. No, no clog the lane. Russell Brook can't get to the rim in that game in that series. It's not happening. Bro, who, um, they don't have any rim protectors. Uh, they got Kawhi and they got Paul George, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why they. That's why they got. Hey, both of them went. Uh, when Harden and Westbrook was getting on forty pieces the whole dog on regular season. No, Kawhi, Kawhi don't play defense in the regular season no more, dog. You know Kawhi. Kawhi literally, he's a fun guy. Um, <laughs> fun guy. Uh, he told everything about Kawhi. I think about that when he when he left. Uh, was it was a friend that he, it was a friend when he left the old boy hanging and he pointed towards the, yeah. the, the interest to the reader dog. That would never get old. That would never get old. But yeah, man, shout out to Lou. Uh shout out to Magic. I, I like seeing the fact that they're pretty much sold out right now. People are just now 
getting a hold of, you know, them having great food, you know, so it is what it is. But uh, let's let's move on to some baseball, fellas. Um, as of probably five hours ago, a uh, report came out. Well, let's 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 preface it. Uh, the Marlins, their whole team pretty much tested positive for COVID. Um, and it came out uh, on Wednesday that uh, apparently they think they caught COVID from a strip club. Not a strip club. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about magic strip clubs. But it came out that they think they got it from going out in Atlanta. Um, while they were here before opening day, for that, I mean, I, nobody really knows. Well, some people do. Nobody really knows where they caught COVID from. So I think that's a little unfair to the city. But let's talk about this, Jerry. What do you, what do you feel about the state of uh, MLB? Because to be honest with you, so far it's, it's been a shit show. It, it doesn't seem very organized. Um, but let's let's talk about it. Um, do you think the MLB is gonna gonna finish the season? And what do you think about the state of it right now? I think they will. Um, one, there's there's a couple things. Do I think we can conservatively say they probably got it from going out in Atlanta? I would probably say so. I mean, we, we were one of the first states to open up. We are one of the hot zones. And, you know, if there are players that went out and those were the guys who were the first ones that were tested, as what is what is being reported, I think it was three guys that went out and those three were the first, I think, to test it positive, then, uh, or four guys or whatever, then I think it's, it's fair to say it's probably where, where they got it from. Um, I think this is one of the problems you have with baseball, though. If you're looking at NFL, and I think the NFL has a better chance, even though there's more players on the NFL team, it's about double the roster size, and you know there's you have younger guys and that kind of thing. I think the thing about the NFL that is going to make it better um, to get through this is one, the road trips aren't as long. Two, you're you're you don't have contracts that are guaranteed. So NFL, you know, if you do something stupid and you jeopardize the team's ability to be able to play, you're probably going to get cut and not get paid. MLB, the contracts are guaranteed. So even the guys that are doing stupid stuff, they're, I mean, the guys that got caught taking steroids during contract years, which inflated their numbers, which got them massive contracts, still didn't get those contracts voided because of that. There are Because the players union in MLB is the strongest of any sport. So I think the problem they're going to have to some extent is you have younger players, you have uh, entitled players, way stronger. It's way stronger. Because like the NBA, literally the, the contracts in the NBA – there are certain players who have, you know, whatever, different stipulations, but really it's not the union. It's the players themselves who have good contracts. It's the union in baseball that dictates everything, which is why, like, if you look at the way the this, this season played out, it, it took basically the MLB owners putting every, you know, every kind of – caving to every command that the players had for them to agree to 60 games for them to play. The MLB was like, hey, let's do 70 games. And players were like, no, nah, we don't want it. Like, it's literally, they're the ones who make the rules. The, the NBA, I think, is the best partnership when it comes to that. But as far as for players, it's, not, it's nothing like baseball. And I think football is the worst. Um, so at the end of the Literally. day, I think if you're the NFL, they'll be able to, uh, one, be in the city for less than a day as opposed to, you know, four-day road trips in, in baseball. Two, I think you got more pressure knowing that, hey, look, you, your contracts aren't guaranteed. You couldn't. You know, be cut tomorrow and not get paid any of that guaranteed money, i.e. Antonio Brown, even though he did get $5 million of that dollars from the Patriots uh, a couple weeks ago, which was shocking to me. Um, either way, I think they're going to be able to finish it. I think football is too much money involved. Um, I think they'll be able to finish it. Do I think they're getting all 16 games? Probably not. Probably ends up being a 12-game season, in my opinion, um, by the time everything's done. But I think they'll get it at least enough, enough to where they can get it to the playoffs. And I think that's that's about as good as you can hope for at this point. Jimmy, what do you think about this, man? We're in the state of the MLB. 
I think they will finish. I think it's going to be finished in the most ridiculous way possible. I think there's going to be um, so many minor league players playing. Like the Marlins are pretty much just going to end up building a minor league team and putting them on the field and continuing to make their their uh, their money. <laughs> um, although there's one caveat to that. It can't be the Marlins that get sick if it's going to end the season. If the Yankees get sick, if the Red Sox are in a normal season, but they're terrible this year, unfortunately. But if the Dodgers get sick, if teams like that start to have major Aaron Judge get sick and Juan Carlos Stanton or, you know, Mookie Betts get sick or um, – even, even, even if they get sick, you're talking about maybe them missing 10 games. Like they're, they're – the fourteen days, they'll be they'll be back. I mean, I but, think, but I, it could be bad. I mean, Freddie Freeman said that he he was scared to go to sleep because he wasn't sure he was gonna wake up the next day. Like, yeah, I mean, I heard. we're not, we're talking about we're not talking about like oh, okay, you're definitely gonna get better. Like, you, there could be someone who has a serious reaction to it. Um, so I I think if something like that happened, if the Yankees had 10, 12 players to get sick, uh, put some question marks into the season. But overall, I think it's gonna continue. Now, as far as the NFL. Um, I definitely don't think it's going to have the season. I think it's going to be uh, – I think they'll be lucky to start the season and get through September. We're about to have another major outbreak. There'll be all schools shut down by October. Um, October 1st, there'll be no schools in session um, outside of virtual. Um, I think that the NFL is going to have way too many participants to be able to have – I mean, in, in, especially without a bubble, for there not to be major, major outbreaks. Think about a baseball team and how far away they probably are on a regular basis. I mean, they sit next to each other, but they're not, like, in each other's faces. Um, and they had an entire team that pretty much got the virus. So if you're playing on the offensive line, I know they're saying they're going to have face masks and they're going to make sure mandate face masks going forward. Uh, but just in the, in, the lo- in the huddles, in the locker room and stuff like that, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get bad in, in some, in some, with some teams. So I think you're already starting to see a lot of people opting out. Um, and I don't, I don't foresee it happening, unfortunately, because – um, my boys are, are, are prime. We had seven players in the top 100, um, and they left out a couple of guys that should have been in the top 100. And uh, for I know we'll probably get to it a little later, but the top 10 just came out, and they had Patrick Mahomes at fourth. What? Hey, man, let, let's get ready to kick off. Let's, let's get straight into the NFL, man. Uh, the MLB, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, but let, let's talk about this NFL list. Uh, the NFL recently released, re- released rather their, their top 100 um, it was it was definitely some interesting picks as far as uh, uh, where everybody was ranked. Um, a lot of a lot of snubs, in my opinion. Uh, but let's start with you, Jeremy. Who who do you feel like was uh, overrated, and who you think was underrated? As far as underrated, the most underrated might have been Patrick Mahomes at fourth. Um, <laughs> I mean, they, yeah, I don't Lamar, that's, Jackson, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. Lamar was, Lamar was, was two. Aaron Donald's three. Lamar was one. How? Cause, yeah, Lamar. I, Lamar I love stuff. Lamar. I mean, Lamar's great, but like, Lamar's not the best. He doesn't want to play okay. He can't be the best player in the league if you don't want to play okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. You can't but be the best he, player in the league if you don't want to play okay. I think he he and Patrick Mahomes should be switched. I, I would have got. I would have been okay with that. Um, yes, but just going. I'd be forward, okay with him at four. Car- yeah, Carson Wentz. Uh, I think was a huge snub. The biggest snub, though, I would say in this entire list is Matt Ryan wasn't in the top 100. And uh, <laughs> maybe it's just me. I mean, who's taking Colin Murray over Matt Ryan? I'm not. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not. I would um, not take Colin Murray over Matt Ryan? No, I'm not. Not at all. Have that's you, the reason you, why you didn't make this list. 
Kyler is really good. Yeah. Who's not taking Matt Ryan over Josh Allen is the question. Kyler Murray deserved to be on the list. Yeah. yeah I, I agree. I'm just saying. I would, Jeremy, like, Jeremy I, I really feel like Kyler Murray is going to – do they, do they come to, to New Orleans at all? Do the Cardinals play? I, I can't play this, out, what, mm, the Cardinals in what, AFC? No, they're in the NFC uh, West. Who do we play this year? We played them the year before last, so I don't think so. I think you got Kyler effed up. Kyler's good. No, we, we played him last year. He played us you're last take, year. You're going to take uh, – oh, yeah, what is it, like a tie game or something? I can't remember, but – No, we have to literally take him. Matt Ryan right now at this moment over K1. Yeah, would. Matt, Matt Ryan, to me, if you look at his stats on, on a consistent basis, Matt Ryan's always been a top-ten quarterback in the league. Now, I don't think he has very good play calling, but, yeah, I think I would take right now Matt Ryan over – Kyler. I mean, I, Dak is at 46 on the list, and I think Matt Ryan over Dak at this point. Um, I think Matt Ryan's a, a really good quarterback. Now, do I think um, he's elite? No, but I think he's a permanent tier two quarterback. He's just behind like Deshaun. He's not in the Deshaun class. He's not in like the the guys that are slightly, you know. It's, Here, here's, like, here's, he's, Jeremy. He's Jeremy. above Matt Stafford. Jeremy, here's, here's the way to put it. He doggone should be over, uh, over Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, for sure. Like there, there's no reason Jimmy Garoppolo's in the forty or no twenty. Dude, twenty something, twenty, twenty-seven or something. No, he's thirties. He he was somewhere up there. There's no reason he's over Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan had that same offense with yeah. with Kyle Shanahan and he won an MVP. So like, and 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 they didn't they didn't have to run the ball forty-seven times in order for that offense to be effective. <laughs> yeah, I mean they babysat uh, Garoppolo. Yeah. All right, Jerry, what, what do you think about this list, man? I, I know you saw I – mean, we were talking on group chat about where you saw your boy Deshaun on the list. Yeah. Um, let, let, let's get, get into that, right? Yeah, like, if De- I'm, I'm okay with Deshaun. I, I think Deshaun should be higher. Like, I, I clearly think he should be higher than 20. Where was he, though? I, I'm, I'm, he was 20. I missed exactly where he was. Okay. He was 20. I, th- I mean, I think, I think that's fair for Deshaun. Here's the, I, I, I don't think it's fair, but I think it's, it's, it's understandable because of the fact that – I think Deshaun has to do more with less competency around him. Like, if you look at if you look at Lamar Jackson, which I I think Lamar is excellent, but if you take Lamar Jackson and you look at the Ravens, the Ravens are better at every position than the Texans outside of wide receiver. Literally outside wide receiver, they have better tight ends, better running back, better offensive line, better secondary, better safeties, better linebackers, better defensive line, better pass rush, better coach, better OC, better general manager. They are better at everything than the Texans are. So I think when you're comparing, all right, look at Lamar's stats, and you say, okay. Well, yeah, look at and Lamar was amazing. Better quarterback? Not at all. I think if you <laughs> you look at, you look at what last year he was definitely better than Deshaun. I yeah, we are, you, you already admitted to it. Let's, uh, Deshaun uh, Deshaun got destroyed by Lamar. No, no, he got destroyed by the Ravens, and they got robbed to start that game off. Uh, he threw he threw a touchdown pass where literally uh, DeAndre Hopkins was tackled on a wide open touchdown throw on fourth down, and they took it off the board and, and didn't overturn it. And that's that changed yeah. the momentum. Here's the thing: I'm not saying yeah. Lamar played great last year. Lamar's not better than Deshaun Watson. I think we saw Greg Roman made Tyrod Taylor a Pro Bowl quarterback with the Bills. He made Colin Kaepernick a multiple time uh, Pro Bowler and an All Pro player. I, I think when you look at well, it, none, none, none of them were were Lamar. No, they, they weren't. I'm I'm not telling telling you they were. I'm telling you though, when you have Greg Roman, who's an, a top five play caller as an offensive coordinator in the league, you have an elite defense. You have a running game that that broke the all time rushing record along with, with Lamar's running, but they they without Lamar they still would have been top three in the league in rushing without his rushing yards. With and then 
you know, I, I just think you have a you you can't compare Deshaun with guys like a, like a Mahomes or a Lamar Jackson when you when it comes to a talent around them standpoint. I know a lot, a lot of listeners probably don't watch golf like we do. I'm a golf nerd, but I think about in this scenario, I just thought about it's almost like you saying that, okay, Matthew Wolf came out hot. You know, he's a great player, new rookie, had a great college season. Um, you know, if we, if we, if we compared him and say that was Deshaun, and then you have a Colin Morikawa come in and has won twice, like leading the PGA in all stats. And pretty much playing better than Matthew Wolf every week, but then you still say no, Matthew Wolf's better than Colin Morikawa. No, that, that you know what? what, what that, that, more, that's not even close to the same argument. First off, Colin Morikawa. No, that, that's not even close to accurate. First, golf is an individual sport, so you're, how good you are is not based on how how much talent and support you have around you. Yeah, let's, second, let's not act like we've talked about it's usually quarterback versus that, quarterback. But that's that didn't make it a legitimate argument. Like I, 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 I think we can look at it obviously and say, all right, look at uh at Nick Foles, he won a Super Bowl and beat Tom Brady. Does that mean that Nick Foles is a better quarterback than Tom Brady? Of course not. Like the the realisticness, the reality of it is a lot of it has to do with who you have around you. But secondly, what if Colin Car- Morkowitz sucked every major he played in? Will we still say he was the better player? Because Lamar has played two playoff games and has been awful in both. But what, so, what is Deshaun? Yeah, but, but, Deshaun, say, Deshaun, 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 Deshaun. And he looked bad against the He was not Bills bad against the Bills. He literally, versus the Bills. They had zero points at the halftime, right? Jerry, he had zero points at halftime. He had the ball three times. They couldn't get, they couldn't get off the field on defense. He had that's the what, ball. That's what I, said. I said he looked good. I said he, I said he, he looked good. I mean, that's part of the game. Well, that's if your defense is bottom five in the league, as the Texans was, you, you might not get the ball if your other team has it. But, so, but, but what but I'm saying yeah, is, I mean, Deshaun, Deshaun, can I, let me finish. Let me finish. Deshaun came back and single-handedly won that game versus the Bills. Then he went versus the Chiefs. He got up 24-0, and that team gave the game away. He didn't give the game away. They gave that game away. He finished the game with over – let, let me finish real quick. He finished that game with over 400 yards of offense, three touchdowns, no turnovers. So I think when you look at that and say, all right, they lost. He put up 31 points. He literally had 400 yards of offense and three touchdowns, no picks. You can't say he didn't play well. Lamar Jackson I, I, played, I, I, no, he played He played pretty well. He played pretty well that game. But, I mean, Lamar, Lamar did have four touchdowns and 450 yards passing. Um, but overall, they, they had 16 four touchdowns. Uh, I want to see he had four touchdowns. Hold on, let's see. I'll, I'll play oh, back. He had up. like 400 overall, yards, but he had a whole lot of garbage yards late. That when that game was out of reach. And, and keep keep it keep in mind, you it's hard to argue how how much the other team had the ball when they had 16 points. Um, I think 19 points at the end of the game. Like but, they, they they didn't have it that much. But because they, um, they were running and, the ball though, they the, it doesn't matter if you score. They were kicking a lot of field goals, but they were literally running the ball. And if you remember that, we had a false start or offensive line penalty like six straight drives. Yeah, but but I'm saying, but if you look at um, the 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 game, y'all took y'all did give up give away the lead to the to the Chiefs. But I also say that the Chiefs pretty much gave y'all the lead to begin with. Like it wasn't a, a legitimate. I w- I would agree with that. Here, with. Here's the thing: did did Deshaun get some advantages during that game? Sure, he got the ball in some fortunate spots. That that you can look at and say, all right, normally you're you're probably not getting the ball. I think we we they, we forced a fumble and got the ball on the twenty. He scored a touchdown. Uh, we had a touchdown play where, where they fooled him from a scheme standpoint, which was the first time I think we fooled them on a scheme, uh, fooled anybody on a scheme play all year because our play calling was terrible. But I think when you look at it, Deshaun and I'm not I'm not telling you that like I was okay with twenty, even though I I 
there, there are guys that are on that list that should not. There's people in front of him that should, that, that should not have well, been in front of him. In general, in general yeah, I, if I looked at the 20, I, been, I, I was like, nah, he finished fourth for MVP last year. I thought he should have gone top 10. But, hey, what? Whatever. Tom Brady should not have been above him at this point in time. Aaron Rodgers shouldn't be above him based on how he's played the last two years. Um, but with that being said, if you look at Deshaun and you say, based on la- last year on this list, Deshaun was 51st. 50th was Baker Mayfield. Last year he was ranked behind Baker Mayfield. I think these lists, the NFL's players, you can't be the players who are like, hey, look, if you ain't played this game, I don't want to hear your opinion. And then when you guys give your opinion, you give stupidity. How is Ty Gurley 51st on this list? Ty Gurley might not be the 51st best running back in the league at this point. And then we look at it and say, <laughs> how's Carson Wentz not on the list? How is how's Ryan Ramchak, who may be the best offensive lineman in football at this point, 82? Uh, like, how yeah. how is DK Metcalf 81 on the list and A.J. Brown doesn't make the list? And A.J. Brown had a better season than DK Metcalf with Marcus Mariota and Tannehill as his quarterback, and DK Metcalf was playing with Russell Wilson. Like, there, there's so many – how is Nick Bosa 17th on the list with nine sacks his rookie season? He's better than his brother. His brother had more sacks than him, and his brother had more sacks his rookie year than he had. Joey Bosa had more sacks. And his brother sacks. missed like eight games yeah. <laughs> his rookie year. Yeah. <laughs> his rookie year, Nick Bosa sat the first four. I'm sorry. Joey Bosa sat the first four games his rookie year and still finished with more sacks than him. And Nick Bosa finished 17th. Nick Bosa finished above T.J. Watt, who was second for Defensive Player of the Year and led him in every statistical category. He finished above Von Miller. He finished above all these guys who he had no Camp uh, what, Jordan. Camp Jordan. Came out. I was just about to say Cam. Like there's there's Jeremy's like he's not gonna allow you to live out the same. But I, there were so no, many no. on this list that I thought were were terrible. But overall I was yeah, I wanna address I want to address your point real fast though before you go um on on Lamar's the talent around him. This is my pushback against that and, and it's hard to argue. They were four and five last year before Lamar took over. That's because Joe Flacco is one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. They they, they missed the playoffs the previous three years, and they missed the playoffs for the last five years. I think Lamar Jackson is excellent. I think Lamar is excellent. But you got to remember, Deshaun's rookie year, he played six games. They played another ten without him. He went three and three. They went one and nine. So they they were the worst team in the league and the lowest scoring team in the league when he didn't play. Last year, with that roster... Even when the Steelers could have won and made the playoffs, they uh they in the last game of the year, the Ravens played without their starters and most on most of that team, and they still beat the Steelers with RG three at quarterback. So I'm not telling you that 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 Lamar is not excellent. I think Lamar, like I said, I would I, I was fine if Lamar was fourth. If you want to tell me Lamar is better than Deshaun Watson, I I vehemently disagree. But I think you can make the argument based on how he played last year, but. We're, we can't we can't look at it in a vacuum and be like okay look look at what Lamar is doing when he's he's we we can not deny he's got the advantage in every position on the field outside of wide receiver. Yeah, I, I, I know the players rank who who they rank number five. Skip Michael Thomas. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely uh, definitely a lot to look forward to with the NFL. I see a lot of buzz been going around about uh, Ezekiel. Ezekiel, I have a hard time pronouncing his name for some reason. I, I just used to call him. Damn, used to call him Zeke, and I was like, "Why are you calling him?" What's Zeke? The, uh, wh- wh- how do you pronounce his? Wh- what's his nickname? Zeke. Zeke. Yeah, I would yeah. call him Zeke. I don't know why, yeah. why, when I read Z E K K E, I would call him Zeke. Whatever. Zeke, the old term Zeke. Uh, Zeke uh, 
Zeke the Freak. Uh, I'm not gonna call any man a freak, but no, no, uh, I'm saying that's that's, that's that's his nickname though. It's Zeke the Freak. So I call, I I call Zeke. Um, but yeah, I, I've been seeing a lot of buzz around him, and uh, you know, kind of what he's he's worth, and uh, you know, I I have to agree with him. He's definitely he's definitely uh, performed every year, um, and he deserves all the money that he's getting. But a lot to look forward to. Like I said, the, the our our main concentration and the, and the main thing that I'm most excited about is is the NBA uh, back tonight. And yeah, guys. I mean, uh, any 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 parting thoughts? I think that's all we got. It was, it was fun chatting up with you boys. Hopefully, the the listeners were able to get some entertainment um, throughout this quarantine, or if you still are quarantining. <clears throat> um, but yeah, any any parting words for the listeners out there? I got two. Um, one, this is gonna sound probably crazy, but take your time right now and bet the Texans plus fourteen and a half versus the Chiefs in the opener. One. Deshaun Watson's lost uh, in primetime. It literally has one of the best re- uh, records and statistical profiles in primetime games of anybody in league history. 14 and a half points is a hell of a lot of points. And people are down on the Texans this year. They may have made some dumb trades, but they are, they are probably a better talent-wise team than they were last year. 14 and a half points is a ton. Secondly, I got good news for the ACC for football this year uh, if they're playing it. They announced today they're going to have an 11-team schedule. And they're going to eliminate the divisions and allow Notre Dame to play for the ACC championship this year. Notre Dame is going to be a part of the ACC, which I think they should have done a long time ago. Because the reality of it is, is Notre Dame is struggling to get into the college football playoffs because of not not playing in a conference. And the ACC is struggling to have quality teams to play. So I think this is great. Clemson was already playing uh, at Notre Dame this year. Um, a lot of junk already been talked about that, uh, with Notre Dame people actually thinking they have a chance to win. Um, so that was going to be good, but now we get a chance to beat them twice. We play them in the ACC championship game. Uh, if it's not playing North Carolina, who has probably one of the greatest quarterback prospects they've had in their, their program's history. So two things football wise, be prepared to bet on the Texans right now. Uh, that game we think is, it seems like it's far away. I think it's 42 days away. So it's a, a little over a month away from the kickoff of the NFL season that Thursday night. And, uh, the ACC putting together some 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 smart legislature due to the COVID. So I'm pretty excited. Hey, Jared, yep. I'm glad you brought that up because I want to piggyback off of that first comment you made. Uh, if you guys want to bet the Texans with any line, please bet it through me because there's not going to be a game. So basically it's a free loan with no interest. You're <laughs> pretty much putting all your money on hold. Oh, Jared. Get back when there's no game. So there's going to be a game. to me. There's not going to be a game. You can give your money back to me, and I will gladly give you your money back in 42 days after making some investments. Um, Jeremy, but I, you could probably – so you're saying that it's not going to be any NFL is what you're saying? I know it's not going to be any NFL. There's not. Yeah, I mean, there, there would be a bad prop a bad prop bet in Vegas to, to bet whether the NFL is actually going to play a game. Yeah. Um, I think the way that America's set up, um, we all know Americans yeah, love football. They're going to figure out a way to, to put the uh, pigskin in play. Um, yeah. So I, I think that definitely be a piece of football. Um, do I think it's too much be money involved? Say no, but I, I think, and this was kind of my idea. I know this logistically, it might not have been uh, possible, but you know, with the NBA building the bubble in Orlando, I, I don't, I don't see why they didn't take a page out of Dana White's book and rent an island and they could probably put up basketball courts as many as they wanted to within a month and not have to worry about it at all but we, that's that's past or, or, or at least go pga style out, but, 
Huh? At least PGA, at least PGA style. PGA's kind of got things under control, and they, I mean, they're actually traveling from city to city. So, um, yeah, yeah. I don't see why they wouldn't take everybody to London or somewhere safe where they have all these soccer stadiums, and just have everybody stay on campus somewhere. And you know, the people that can't handle it, they go back to the states and they don't get paid. Um, I don't want to say about they don't get they, paid. They're getting, they're getting paid right now. The people that opted right. out get one hundred fifty thousand. Um, yeah, I, I think that it would be safer if they picked a place and negotiated with with another country that that, that handles the, cor- the the corona a lot better than the United States. Um, there's a lot of them. Pretty much every every country. Pretty That's much, another, if you just look at just start, just search for countries that are run by women, because I think out of the five major countries that are run by women, that like all of them are in the top seven for the best handling of COVID so far. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would absolutely uh, pick somewhere where they had that 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 capabilities where they had some stadiums. And they, 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 I would take a, a, a book out of the, the the NBA, and that's exactly what I would do. I don't think it's going to be feasible for them to be able to travel uh, from city to city. You know, people are still out partying. These kids are going to party, especially the rookies, second-year guys that, that have these big checks. They're going to party. Um, I, I just don't think it's going to be sustainable. But there's There uh, was talk about a bubble. There was talk about a bubble, but they didn't want to do it. The talk was that they would do, like, four bubbles for the NFL and literally have, like, Four games that day on those fields, and like, oh dude, my god, it How would be awesome a, with that. It would be amazing, yeah. but NFL players didn't want to do that. They weren't about that life. So, uh, I mean, and the last thing I think that's funny with what you said about going to another country. There was a uh, person, a comedian on uh, on Twitter, who put that how bad how bad America was handling the coronavirus, and someone posted that if she didn't like how America was handling the coronavirus, she should go to the European countries that she loves. And she said, can't. "She said I can't because we're handling it so poorly. The European countries won't let us go." Why is that such a go-to? Why don't you leave? Like, it's just I like thought Scotland. Scotland, uh, their prime minister was speaking today, and she said they haven't had a single person admitted with COVID to the hospital since July 9th. And uh, <laughs> so it's it's really it's really getting ridiculous. But the funniest thing, uh, the thing I think is going to eventually end up happening with the NFL. There's going to be a, a huge canceling of games. I think their best solution, and I, maybe I should partner with the NFL and you know get my cut of money. I think they're going to end up having a bubble for the uh, for the divisions, and they'll probably have eight divisions. They'll play each other twice, maybe an eight games or, or a six game series to see who wins the the actual division. All eight teams make it to a playoff. They'll put all eight teams in a bubble, and they'll play the playoffs out. Um, I think that's probably the, the, the ride is probably going to eventually end up going. Um, but one last thing game. I'll, I'll, yeah, that would be awesome. Um, but w- one last thing I'll but throw Jimmy, in there. J- 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 in the- yeah. Um, people stop complaining about Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. prices. Apparently that was trending on, uh, trending on Twitter. They're charging $49.99. If you can't afford the $49.99, you probably don't deserve to watch this fight. I will pay a hundred dollars to watch Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. fight, and if you guys are willing to argue about forty nine ninety nine, please, please go save us some money. Jeremy, she can't say that during the pandemic. <laughs> Jerry, I, I want to go back to your point uh, that you just made. Talk about the players didn't want to do that. I mean, how inconvenient? How inconvenienced would you be? as a young guy who's playing football for a living to travel to wherever overseas and stay in a dorm that you did for probably at least three years in college and get paid millions of dollars? Or would you rather sit home 
and not get paid and have the season canceled and not get your money. I just I, I don't I don't understand just the the arrogance of some people just just from a standpoint just like wearing masks like I, people out there I don't care who you are just because you don't feel like it's necessary for you to wear a mask it's necessary for everybody else and every, just because you don't think it's good for you you could be a super spreader and not even know you have it and get your grandma sick and your grandma gets her people sick like like be smart people and we can get over this CDC yeah. said if we if we put on mask for four to eight weeks, we'll be done. So let's let's oh. let's that's my point, guys. Let's all come together as Americans, as people with sense. Let's put a mask on and let's oh, have that, a well. That, you just contradicted yourself. You know, like you just kind yeah, of you just it's, completely it's, contradicted it's, yourself it's, with it's, Americans it's, and then people it's, with sense. It's ridiculous. Put your effing mask on, okay? That's that's Damon's out. One one thing I'll say about your comment, Damon. Um, I think the problem you have. It's not going to be the average person who needs the money. You're going to have guys like Russell Wilson, the real superstars, that say, nah, I think I'll sit home. I've already made $125 million. <laughs> I, See, here's the thing. I think Russell Wilson will be on the first jet out there. Yeah, yeah, nah, and not, not with his new, like, not nah, new baby. And here's, here's, here's the other part, too. You got to remember. I mean, Especially yeah, I mean, even on rookie contracts. Kids, but come on. Most, most rookie contracts, though, and regular contracts. So most rookie contracts and regular contracts are structured to where most of the money that's guaranteed you get on signing. So, um, like for instance, uh, what's the guy uh, Joe Burrow? He just signed his rookie contract. I think his rookie contract is worth thirty-five million, but he got twenty-seven million up front within fifteen days of his signing. So, um, it's not like he's sitting there so like, "Oh man, I'm not going to get paid." He needs to go play football. I agree, but it's not <laughs> like he's saying, "Well, I'm gonna, if I don't play, what am I going to do with this money?" Well, I got. Twenty-seven million dollars sitting in my bank <laughs> the day I signed. So there's there's less urgency to go play in a dorm. Yeah, I I, I just I just you, you disagree with that. Somebody just paid me twenty-seven million dollars. They say, hey guys, you know you could get sick if you play in the states. Let's go over and let's stay in a dorm. There's not gonna be a dorm, guys. Let's think about how these guys will be living there. You're talking about four or five star meals every night. The best, I mean, it it would be plush. It would be. Uh, let's talk about WNBA too. I hate to get off get off on a tangent, but can we can we start treating our women better, especially in the WNBA? For sure. I mean, they, they literally they're doing the same thing as the guys, and apparently, like they're they're staying in, in, in not the same conditions. Like it's like shout out to Kyrie for starting that fun for the for the WNBA players that that can't play. Um, I don't want to misspeak on it, but he definitely um, is, is doing something for WNBA players. But let let it's got to be some equality over here. And, and like I said, the you know if the guys were to go somewhere, and this is just Damon talking in my thoughts, but the guys were to go somewhere, it's not like they're going to be staying in, in in some rundown you know uh, college dorm. They they'll be fine. But you know I I just think people need to get creative, and um, you know they, they're getting paid all these millions, like you said, Jared. And they definitely earn it. I'm not a guy that that's, thinks that these guys shouldn't be getting paid. They're putting up the lives on the line. A lot of these guys don't don't live to be that old, so they should they deserve to get paid. But I mean, you got to be flexible. You know, I, I want to see football. I want to see basketball. Um, you know, I, I think they need to get more creative in what they're doing. But on that note, guys, um, I appreciate you guys. Well, we appreciate you guys rather from tuning in to us. Uh, make sure you follow us on social media, Me Bros underscore Podcast. Um, we're going to be back next week to talk about what happened this week with the NBA and whatever else happens. Maybe some some more uh, benches will clear in the MLB, so we have a little bit more to talk about in baseball. But um, that's it, fellas. You, you guys got anything else? I think we already talked about our last word. So 
Um, any parting thoughts? No, I'm, uh, I'm uh, good, man. Pelican's about to take over. That's about it. Y'all, y'all watch out. Got to, uh, got to have I can't even talk, man. My Hawks aren't going. even in the playoffs. They, my Hawks aren't even in the bubble, so, you know, we're going to wait till next year, man. Damn, ESPN just put uh, Trey Young as the fourth leading candidate for the way too early 2021 MVP odds. So, uh, if it makes you feel any better, that's there, but ESPN is always wrong on everything, so. Hey, man, just know I'm about to, I'm about to be courtside with the walk on the wood, smelling the walk on the wood, like my boy 42 <laughs> Doug say. But on that note, um, we out.